Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Acts 20, 24. For those of, uh, those of you on the live stream or in person, maybe you haven't been here as much on a Wednesday or if it's for your first time on a Wednesday, just want to let you in on a little secret. Wednesday nights we go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So we pick a book of the Bible. I go to a book of the Bible that I feel led to teach out of, and I start in chapter 1, verse 1, and go to the end of it. All right? So Wednesday nights are an official service, but they're a Bible study service. Verse by verse, okay? Chapter by chapter. All right. Acts 20, verse 24. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Look at what he says. But my life is worth nothing to me. We need to really take this stance in life. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Wow, the work of what? Telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Let me read that verse again from the start, if you would. But my life is worth nothing to me, the Apostle Paul said, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others. Someone say telling others. Uh-huh. The good news about the wonderful grace of God. Remember, grace is God's undeserved favor. Grace is God's undeserved favor, and it is also His power to do right. Grace is God's power to do right and live right. Okay? So think about that. That's what the grace of God is. It is God's power to live right and do right. Look at this next verse. And now I know that none of you, this is the sad part. He's telling some folks here, he's meeting, remember he's meeting with the Ephesian elders, the church at Ephesus. Who are the elders? They're the leaders of the church. It'd be the pastors and those that help the pastors to lead and manage and and, and uh, shepherd the church. He says, now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. That's a tough thing. He'd been there with him a few years, preached the gospel, trained him up in the Lord, man. He was a spiritual father to him. He said, I declare today that I have been faithful. Look at his confidence. He said, I declare today that I have been faithful. Faithful is being full of faith, but it's also being stable, committed, and consistent. Day in, day out, staying with it. He says, look at this, if anyone suffers eternal death, meaning if you die and go to hell, it's not my fault. For I didn't, he uses this word again, we, we brought this up last week in the preceding verses. He said, for I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. Let's stay there for a second. He said, if anyone, he's talking to believers. Are you seeing this? Within that statement is the fact that believers have a will. Just like you can stay married or not, just like you can keep going to the same church or not, you can keep serving God or not, based upon what the Apostle Paul just said. And he had a deep revelation of Scripture. He met, he met with Jesus, man saw Jesus, and he was taken up into heaven, Scripture says. So he knew some stuff. That's why he was able, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, by God flowing through him, to be able to write much of the New Testament. This is not to scare you, but it's to understand that people can't live like the devil even if they've been saved and go to heaven. Did you know that years ago th there was a doctrine, and it's still, it's still prevalent in many churches, many denominations, evangelical people like us, people who believe in Jesus, that he's the only way to heaven. 
I remember years ago, Dad asking someone, because they said, they said, I believe in the eternal security of the believer. I said, well, so do we. You don't just lose your salvation, but you got to keep serving God. God doesn't just one day look at you and go, you're not saved anymore. Get out of here. No. But one guy, I remember this growing up. One guy, my dad asked him, he said, so if you've been caught, you're caught in the act of adultery and Jesus is returning to earth, are you going to go to heaven? He said, yes. I'm sorry, but like my mama used to say, say, God rest her soul. She said, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You don't get to accept Jesus and then spit on the blood of Jesus and say, I'll live however I want and I'm going to go to heaven. That sounds stupid. That, why would God be so foolish? The blood of Jesus is worth something. Now, I'm not... I'm not trying to step on toes or break fingers or upset people, but here's the point. You either believe or you don't, you either live it or you don't. We make mistakes, and you got to repent of your sin. But as a true believer, you got to go through deliverance. I know, that's what the spiritual warfare class is for. We believe in that wholeheartedly. But you got to also have your mind renewed. There's steps. you got to reject the enemy's plans for your life, your past, and there's steps. you got to work on your mind with God's help. Why? Because that's where all the problem is. You accept Jesus, your spirit's saved, but now your body and your soul got to be dealt with, huh? Any of you ever gotten into a situation where you said, man, I want to turn my life around and eat better, go to the gym? I don't know why you are laughing, but okay. It's amusing to me now, too. Now that I asked it, you laughed, so I don't know what that means. But I'm going to tell you right now, everybody has different eating habits in here. But I, I like sweet drinks, for example. Sweet drinks. Root beer, Coca-Cola, whatever. Like they say in Spanish, Esprite. That's Sprite in Spanish, Esprite. Pepsi, you name it. Sweet stuff, uh, you know. I've, I was never one for alcoholic beverages. I was raised in a Christian family. We were never drinkers or anything like that. Weren't into substances. But, but sugar I've always liked. I've always liked sugar. And it's addictive. But that's part of your mind and body connection where you've got to take charge over your will. And go, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not good for me. I'm going to do better. And folks got to realize, did you know the smallest of steps can lead to a whole new life? I've seen people lose weight by getting off bread and sugar and going for walks. Dozens and, man, I've seen people lose 100 pounds doing that. So, I mean, say, why did I bring all that up? Well, because you have a will. You can choose. I got into all that because let's go back to the beginning of that verse where the Apostle Paul says, look, he says, if anyone suffers eternal death, he says, if anyone dies and goes to hell, it's not my fault. I spoke the truth to you. So what does that mean? That means you have a will and you got to use your will to serve God. I am in love with my wife. I feel in love with my wife. But we make decisions every day to love each other in certain ways. We do. In the same way, I make decisions in my walk with God to love him in certain ways. I go, man, if I do this, this is going to bless God's heart. This is what he wants. This is what pleases him. Like believing. Did you know it takes, it takes practice to believe? Some of us, it's much easier to believe for healing than it is to believe for money. Some of us, it's easier to believe for money than it is for healing. Some of us, it's just tough believing sometimes. We just say, man, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm struggling with believing with, for the rest. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief, right? Like the man told Jesus. 
So find your area of weakness and begin to exercise your will and cover your case with Scripture that says, here's what God says about it, now I'm going to believe it. I'm just going to decide, man. I am going to decide. Not everybody feels like going to work every day. In the new world, you know, some of the younger generation, they don't feel like going to work, so they just don't go. But if I offended you, repent, right? On the live stream or in person. You've got you to work. You've got to work. Talked to a young man yesterday. He said, man, I'm praying for the next stages in my life. I'm looking for a job. I said, praise God. Let's pray about it. That's good. That's good because you've got to work. You know what Scripture says? Man, I go off on Wednesday night sometimes. I know. I just go off. But, but Scripture says those who don't work shouldn't eat. What? Pastor Matt, you're harsh. Talk to Jesus about it. It's in the Word. It is in the Word. So, you have a will. Use your will to serve God. Use your will to love others. Use your will to walk in truth. Don't you dare fall back into the old junk once you're walking in truth now. He said, if anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault. Why? What did he go on to say? For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. You know what shrinking back is? Oh, I'm scared. I'm, did I say I'm scared? I'm scared to tell them the truth. I'm, I'm shrinking back. Getting a lesson in this Spanglish tonight, right? Oh, man, I, I don't, let me just move back from that. I, I'm not comfortable with that. Even psychologists tell you that body language says, you know, when someone makes themselves small, they don't want to deal with you or that situation. They try to get away from you. They're shrinking back. He said, I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. What are some things that God wants you to know? That he loves you? That he has a plan for you? That only through Jesus is there salvation? Man, and there's so many promises in the word. Scripture says that all of these promises, all the promises of God are yes and amen through Jesus. He is the answer. Someone say Jesus is the answer. You've heard that your whole life, but man, it's time to live it. Let's go on to the next verse. So, guard, oh, I like this. See, now, this is for everyone, whether you see yourself in a leadership position or not, especially this first sentence, okay? Now, the, the rest of this verse, it gets into just leadership roles, but I like what he's telling the elders of Ephesus. He says, guard yourselves and God's people. You may not see yourself as a leader in the kingdom of God yet, but let me tell you something right now. When you decide to go against the, against the flow, you become a leader. I remember learning that. The whole world is walking in one direction. You turn around and go, no, let, this was real big in the 90s for believers. said, go against the flow. They had t-shirts and all this. But it's true. The, the current is this way, and you turn around and go, no, I'm going against the current. You immediately become a leader when you say, I'm not going to be like the world. Because you know the world, they say, i got to be me. Well, why do they all look the same? Why do they all act the same and talk the same and, and, and all that crazy stuff? Run around breaking God's commandments. Man, i got to do me. Okay, well. This says, guard yourselves and God's people. Always be wise to what the enemy is planning and what the world is trying to get you involved in. So guard yourselves, guard your heart. Scripture says, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Okay? Garbage in, garbage out is an old saying. That's an old uh, computer language saying. So if someone puts in junk code into a computer, then the computer cannot process properly. Okay? So be careful what you take in. All right, be careful what you take in because garbage in, garbage out. Guard yourselves and God's people. Defend each other as fellow believers, part of the body of Christ. Don't talk bad about each other. 
Guard yourselves and God's people. Now it's going into a very specific leadership statement. Feed and shepherd God's flock. This is for me and those in a leadership position teaching. Really? Sharing your faith? Man, if you're, listen, listen carefully. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church purchased with his own blood. Man, God takes his church seriously. You say, man, is it a denomination? Is the church a denomination? Is it the Catholic church? No. No, the church is those who believe. That's who, <clears throat> and, and history tells us that the world has never been able to co- fully conquer God's church. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood. Man, if he bought it with his blood, it's important, isn't it? Can't stop the move, move of God. The more the church is persecuted, the church are the believers, the body of Christ. In China, the more that they're persecuted, the more that they grow. It's, it's reported now that there are millions of underground believers, we call them underground believers, secret believers in China, even though it's against the law in many places. Millions and growing. It's his church purchased with his own blood. We were in a staff meeting today and pastor joined us, Pastor Fabian. I usually lead the staff um, meetings, but dad was there to, to give us a prophetic word. Man, he talked to us about all kinds of stuff. And my wife looked over at me and said, the church in America hasn't gone through persecution. Is that the phrase you used? COVID, COVID exposed a lot of people's faith, if it was real or not, huh? A virus showed up and some people left God. What the heck? That's crazy. Not y'all, here you are. A virus showed up and it pushed some people toward God, so I praise God for that. That's great. But man, there were people who went to church for years and they said, well, you know, the, the mandates and all this, I'm just, I'm going to disconnect now. I, I'm going to just do it from home. And, and hey, look, we have the live stream for these purposes for people who can't make it, but you can't survive on being disconnected forever. You got to connect somehow through the live stream, through texts, through showing up, through serving. You got to connect. It's his church purchased with his own blood. It's very important to God that you be connected. How can I prove this to you? Jesus went to church. Scripture says, as was his custom. If Jesus went to church, oh, man. You know what else? Let me just throw something else in there. For those who do serve and those who are in a leadership position, don't mistake working in the ministry and serving as your only time with God. Jesus himself had to go get alone. He served, he ministered all the time, but you've all, everyone needs their own walk with God. Why? Because you've been purchased with his own blood. You are his church. He wants a personal relationship with you. Someone years ago called it the divine romance. God has always loved you, and he wants to be close to you, man. He wants to share his thoughts with you. He wants to hear from you. He said, man, I got some crazy stuff to tell him. Well, tell him. Tell him. Talk to him. So he says, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the what? Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I personally believe, according to Scripture, everyone is called to be a leader in some aspect, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's at church. I believe everyone can lead in some aspect. And I know that word is daunting and intimidating to some people. Some folks go, man, I'm not, am I called to be a leader in some aspect? Say, man, well, I don't, I don't lead a connect group at church yet. No, that's fine. Why don't you lead in that area that God has given you at your job? Three people who are around you going, are you a believer? Would you pray for us? That's leading. 
There's different ways of leading. So God has appointed you as leaders, okay? He is talking to the, the, the leaders of the church of Ephesus specifically, but this is powerful. There's a lot we can get out, get out of it, whether you, you lead as an actual leader here or you lead in some other area in life. And look at this. He says, I know that false teachers, he's prophesying, like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Oh, wow. Look at this prophecy. Can you imagine? Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. There was a man of God a few years back. I don't know how he's doing now. I think, I think he's, in, he's in Asia somewhere on an island. Had a big old church. And he said, he said this. Look, look at this crazy doctrine. He said there'll be no more judgment from God because God dealt with all of his judgment. His, all of his judgment and wrath was appeased at the cross, so there's no more judgment ever. I thought, what are we going to do with all the sin in the world? What about the book of Revelation? That looks like judgment on sin. We've got to be careful what we listen to. You've got to line it up with the word. Are you all with me tonight? Because some stuff sounds good. I remember me and Eric were talking months ago, and I don't know, Eric, you saw a video on the Internet, and you said, I don't know, something didn't sit right with me, and I don't remember what you asked me, but you go, this guy said this. What do you think of that, Pastor? And I don't remember even where the conversation went, but it bothered you because you're learning the Word. You said, that, that don't line up. That doesn't compute. No, that, that ain't it. That ain't right. Let me give you an example. Someone told someone I love years ago, look, look how deep this sounds. This goes along with this verse perfectly. They said, man, I don't know. Don't, they said, don't you, think, don't you think there's more than the Bible? Should we limit God to the Bible? That sounds really good, doesn't it? I say, wow, that's deep. No, that's a seducing spirit. God has limited, him, limited himself by his word and to his word. You start saying there's more than the Bible, then people start going, I got a revelation that, man, not even, not, it doesn't even line up with the Bible. It's going to blow your mind. I've seen some crazy stuff like that. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. The Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians, he says, if, even if me or an angel from heaven shows up, or something claiming to be an angel, and preaches a different gospel than the one that you've already been taught and heard, let them be accursed. I got into the Jehovah's Witness last week. Now let me get into the Mormons this week. You know where their doctrine came from? Joseph Smith said an angel from heaven came and gave him a new doctrine. Mm, Galatians chapter 1. Mm, put the brakes on. That is a scam. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm sorry that is, that is a spirit of Antichrist when you start to look into the doctrine of that religion. You know, did you know Mormons do not believe that the Holy Spirit helped Mary to conceive. They believe it happened another way. That's crazy. By a physical union. It is really strange. Scripture said the Spirit of God will come upon, up, upon you and you will conceive. That's what the Lord told Mary. Not some crazy weird thing. So you got to be careful because some of it looks good. And guess what? Not everything that calls itself Christian is. I could get up here and tell y'all, I'm an actor, and man, I, you know, I, I don't know. I could tell you all kinds of stuff. I'm really six foot five. I know I only look five foot ten, but I'm six foot five. I could tell you all kinds of stuff. And some people would believe me. Not you, maybe. But you catch someone at a vulnerable time and say, man, that sounds good, okay. Say all kinds of crazy stuff. Watch out. 
He says, remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. Be careful. Watch out. Watch that you stay in the truth, people of God. Let's go on. He says, and now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up. Wow, this is good news. And give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for what? Himself. Can we go back to the beginning of that verse? I like that one. He says, now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. So I don't know why I've been hitting this for months now. But don't fall. And this is not to be a place of pride. You go, man, we're the closest to the truth. We got it all figured out. No, but you got to go back to the word and be humble and say, if it doesn't line up with this word, there's something wrong with it. I lo- last week, I told you about the Jehovah's Witnesses. They believe Michael is Jesus, Michael the Archangel. You should read the verses. Go to jw.org, jehovahswitness.org. I verified it last week. That's what they believe. And they have scriptures that don't even make sense for backing that up. They said Jesus is actually Michael the Archangel. Uh, no, no. A- an angel cannot redeem you. An angel cannot die for your sins. An angel's not God. Hmm, that's, that's a spirit of Antichrist. And see, it deceives a lot of people. Because, you know, even well-meaning Christians go, oh, we all worship the same God. Do we? I don't know. That's not the God of the Bible if someone says that Jesus is actually an angel. Y'all get my drift? Y'all still with me? Make sure you stay in the Word. Even if I offended someone, if I offended you, that means you need to get into this Word. You say, man, that's, that's, a, that's a stumbling block for me. Get into the Word. Get into the Word. What does the Word say? What does the word say? Someone say, the word, go ahead, is truth. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. Because a lot of stuff out there sounds very significant and good. You guys have heard it. Some of the motivational stuff, it sounds really good. But you look at it and go, wait, something doesn't sit right with me. Something bothers, it's it's robbing my peace. Hmm. Really, really pay attention. Because in these last final days, Scripture says, Many will be deceived. And Jesus said, take care lest you be. Be not deceived, he said. He's talking about the end times. Don't be deceived. Don't fall for a lie. Let's go on to the next verse. (laughs) Now he goes on and really gets into it. He says, I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. He's saying, I stayed above and away from reproach. He said, you know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. Paul was a tent maker. Interesting. He says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Here we go. It is what? More blessed to give than to receive. My parents told us that every Christmas. We're kids. I know, Mom, but can we open the gifts now? You know, I know, Dad. We know, and we're going to give, man, you know, but let's, come on, let's open the gifts. Merry Christmas to us, you know. All right. It, Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And Paul went on. Here it says, when he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. Okay? Let's go look at this. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. And some people hate goodbyes. 
Well, if you hate goodbyes, then tell them, see you soon, see you later, whatever you got to do. I know some goodbyes are tough for some folks. It says they were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Why did they love him? Because he gave them the truth. He became a spiritual father to them. He discipled, he trained leaders. Look at this. Then they escorted him down to the ship. All right. So we finished chapter 20. Is that correct? That is Ephesians, or sorry, Acts chapter 20. I don't know why I'm thinking of Ephesians, the, the epistles of Paul there, I guess because we're talking about Paul's story in the gospel. But Acts chapter 20, we just finished with verse, um, what was that, 30, 38, 37, 38, okay, 38. So we have finished with that. All right. So we need to wrap it up in time for the Spanish service. Stay in the word. My message to you tonight is stay in the word, stay in the word, stay in the word. Not everything that says it is a Christian organization is. You got Hey, you know what Scripture says? You will know them by their fruits. How they treat people, if they're walking in truth. Remember a guy, let me close with this real quick. A guy told me, it's been about a year or two ago. He said, man, Pastor Matt, it's crazy that you preached that in Bible study or taught that in Bible study. You will know them by their fruits. He said, I went to Roswell. I was at a Bible study with a, with a guy that was supposed to be a Christian leader. I don't even know how he got into this situation. It sounds weird. But he says, man, while the guy was giving the Bible study, he was using cuss words. Okay, bye. You will know them by their fruit. Okay? So walk in truth. Back up your case with the word. Cover yourself with the word. Get into the word because there's a lot of stuff out there that sounds good and looks good, but it's crazy, all right? Let's pray together tonight, if you would, please. Thanks for your attentive ears and your wonderful, receptive, humble hearts. Lord Jesus, I praise you tonight. I thank you for everybody in this house and everybody on the live stream. And Father, I thank you that we're here for a reason to hear your word, to get right with you, to fall in love with truth, to grow, to be edified, to be transformed and changed. If there's anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to get right with God right now, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you for your, thank you, thank you. God bless y'all. Thank you for your courage. Anyone on the live stream, you want to get right with God? Let's pray together. Let's pray together right now. Say, Heavenly Father. Everybody in the house, say, Heavenly Father. Please forgive me of my sin. I know Jesus is my Lord. But I want to be close to you. Like I was. Say, I know Jesus died and rose again for me. I don't want to walk in sin. Say, I repent. Say, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Say, I need you, Lord. Say, now, more than ever, I believe. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for making me right with you again. In Jesus' name. Now, let me pray a blessing over everyone in this house. Father, I thank you for those that have listened to your word tonight. I thank you for their lives, their families, what they represent, who they represent. And I thank you that you are dealing with even the small things in their life so that everything lines up with your word. We trust you. We believe you tonight. We thank you because you are faithful. You are the faithful God. Our creator, our heavenly father, 
Thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity, privilege, and chance to serve you and be in relationship with you, the God of the universe, our creator. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name, someone said amen and amen. 